Can changing your corner of the universe change the world? We think so. You've heard the quote, be the change you want to see in the world. But what does that look like? This is where we meet the people that are walking that out. One person, one idea, one decision at a time. Here's Vaden and Rex. Welcome to another episode of My Corner of the Universe. Today we have a little bit different type of episode, but still a really, really yeah. great one for you guys. We interviewed Chris and Shana Dufresne. Um, and I say a little bit different because a lot of times, you know, we tend to highlight nonprofits um, or businesses maybe doing social good. But this time we thought of something a little bit different. We interviewed Chris and Shana. They are Canadian citizens who decided to sell it all and move to Costa Rica. They started an awesome YouTube page. So they're vlogging, they're categorizing their journey. They have a, a vacation rental business there and just wanted to get a feel for them what it was like to make that switch. Yeah, and it's, they do a great job if you go find their YouTube channel just of you know documenting uh, not only what they're currently doing, but the, the whole process of them moving from uh, Canada down and starting their own business down there and really what it would be like if you wanted to do that. That's why I think their channel is great is it gives you a great insight um, into, you know, the day in the life of Costa Rica life. And, uh, you know, we got to really ask them, you know, a lot of detailed questions that go into that. So if you have any inkling, like, you know what, Costa Rica is where I want to live, or maybe it's Mexico, or maybe it's just some other country and you don't really know what it would look like is a great chance for you to like get some of those questions dialed in. Yeah. And I know if you're anything like Rex and I, which a lot of you guys probably are, you've probably sat around with a couple beers and said, man, what if we just sold it all and moved to X, you know, wherever, Costa Rica, Brazil, Argentina, Italy, anywhere. But there's this fear inside of you. that's like, ah, oh, we can't really do that because there's the comfort level of where we're at. Um, I think they laid out in this video a great example of doing that and then also following their channel and going back to their older videos to, to watch them and say how it was done and it'll kind of remove some of that fear. And one thing I love what they said is just like, if you had that dream, just do it. I think Chris said that. It's like, yeah, it like what's, the worst, what's yeah. the worst case thing that will happen? Like you lose your job, so then you'll get a new job. If, you ha if, you, yeah. if it doesn't work out and you have to move back to wherever you're from um, and you just have to find a new job. We get so, it's so easy to get stuck in our day-to-day -day lives and they kind of really, you know, described what their life was like of just, you know, they would see each other in passing more or less because they had to pay the bills and they had to make sure that, you know, they had food on the table for their kids and that kind of stuff. And it's easy for us to all look, kind of lose track of like, Hey, you know what? We only get one shot at this, like live life. And I yeah. think they have a great example of that. Yeah. And especially this time during this COVID lockdown, um, it should be a time where a lot of us are kind of evaluating where we're at and being like, what is the point of life here? You know, is it to be in this rat race and work and just make money to retire? So then when you're 65 years old, you can then travel or is it worth it to say, you know, what, I'm going to take a risk and I'm going to yeah. go ahead and, and do this, you know, if nothing else, then give yourself a, like I, we used to do these too, like a month vacation somewhere, like, like get a month off of work and go somewhere and just go for a month. And that is a good little starter. And then be like, do you I like want to come back? Yeah. Then you're like, <laughs> do I want to stay here or travel or come back and sell my things and move it back down here? I mean, you know, life is worth experiencing. Yeah. Great stuff. So uh, make sure to like subscribe and share this episode because it's one that is a lot of fun and hopefully it'll get you dreaming again. All right, welcome back to another episode of My Quarter of the Universe. Today, we are lucky to have Chris and Shana Dufresne 
from Costa Rica joining us. Welcome to the show, guys. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks for having us. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I kind of started this conversation with you guys because I came across your channel um, because my wife and I were kind of loosely tossing around the idea of moving to Costa Rica. And to be honest, um, when she first mentioned it to me, it wasn't even remotely on my radar. I was like, hey, Costa Rica, you're crazy. Why Costa Rica? <laughs> and then, uh, you know, I kind of started going down the YouTube wormhole and looking at videos and I was like, oh man, this, this looks pretty good. Um, but I came across your guys' channel and, um, you know, there's probably a handful of channels that I've started to kind of watch on a regular basis. And I just came across yours and, um, you know, kind of the resonate with some of the things that you guys do. And then, um, you guys started doing these like daily, uh, vlogs of like the day in the life of Costa Rica. And I've been stoked on those. Those have been great. So, um, hats off on, uh, you know, kind of switching up your content. Cause you guys have been making YouTube videos for quite some time. Is that correct? Yeah. We, we used to make like little travel videos back in Canada when we we'd go places, but it really kind of um, took off when we moved down. We just wanted to document the whole move. Um, it was to share with everybody, but more so for like family and friends back home. Instead of writing out a hundred emails, we just say, we'll just make a video sort on YouTube and you guys mm-hmm. can follow along with our whole adventure of moving down here. And so. we have a lot of family and some friends too also that just like, I don't want to do social media, you know, especially some of the older ones are like, I'm not on Facebook. I'm not on Instagram. Like, you know, can you, can you just email me or whatever? And we're like, yeah, if we have it in video form, all we have to do is just click a link. Then that's the easiest way to keep track of us and and make sure that we're uh, doing well. And and they can see we're still alive and all that stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have a question for you guys, for those who um, weren't familiar with you, this might be the first time they're learning about you guys. Tell us a little bit of the background story. Um, What was the decision to move? Was it like a catalyst decision or just you guys just, tired of uh the canada canada and wanted to go somewhere different and why costa rica so we basically kind of hit a wall in our careers we started getting really really busy kind of you know living what they call the rat race and Mm -hmm. just the daily grind and stuff our kids were quite a bit younger at that time and we were finding that when we both had full-time day jobs because i i I stayed home with the kids during the day uh before because i worked in a restaurant at night so i could be home with them in the day not have to in daycare while Chris was at work and then we just kind of switched when he came home and so that worked for a little while but once our youngest got into kindergarten I decided hey I want to do something to actually have more of a career and work in the daytime so we can be, be home together at night so once I started doing that and then we um, found that we were just kind of like passing by each other all the time and like it was just like okay we're we're at work in the day and then we're coming home and we were having to put the kids in after school care and yeah, because um, we worked together at uh, car and car sales at Toyota. So it was like, mm-hmm. even though we saw each other at work, it was like we we're busy with clients. So we never really had that time. Uh, and then when we did have time as a family, of course, it would be in the evenings. But then we were so busy picking up the kids from after school care. And then it was dinner, homework, showers, bed. And it was just that whole grind. And we, we had to work because of car sales. We had to work on Saturdays, too. So we really only had Sundays off together. So it just kind of, it didn't it started really not feeling right. And we're like, what are we doing? You know, like, and also the dealership we worked for, it did change ownership. And there was a lot of ways, unfortunately it didn't change for the positive. Mm-hmm. It just became a, a place that we didn't want to be anymore. So one night we were sitting in our hot tub, having a glass of wine and we, it's like the light bulb went off. We're like, you know what? Like, what are we doing? We're both unhappy at our jobs. 
we don't get to see our kids very often. Um, we felt robotic and like, we need to make a change, you know, like what, it, it was just weird because we were always watching like travel shows and, you know, house hunters and yeah, all those other, kind of things. Other travel vloggers and stuff. Yeah, like, other hey, travel, why, why can't we do that? We're like, yeah, like, you know, there's no reason why we can't do that too. Um, the housing market in Kelowna, where we were from, we owned a house. We had built it three years before. So the housing market was booming. Like, you know, just brainstorming. What if we were to just sell our house, sell our cars, sell all of our stuff, whatever we can't sell, we'll give away to charity and just put that money in the bank and just go somewhere and start from scratch. And maybe we can do some sort of like a business where we still use our customer service skills that we had always had, but just in a different way for ourselves and just stop kind of working for the man, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, it was just really weird. Like it was just basically that one conversation yeah. and we both just like, we were both on the same page. It's, it's funny because sometimes there's, well, a lot of times there's couples where one's like, uh, I don't know if I want to, I don't feel comfortable with that. And the other one's like, yeah, let's go for it. But we were just like, so like 110% ready for this change. So we're like, yeah, let's do it. So it didn't take much longer. No, it was just kind of, that was it. And then everything kind of fell into place. And we just, we quit our jobs, uh, gave us two to three months to finish our basement in our house so that we could get it ready to sell. And uh, we just sell, started selling everything like crazy and everything just kind of happened really naturally. Yeah. We sold our house in eight hours on Good Friday wow. and uh, <laughs> for more than asking price. And then we're like, okay, you know what? All these little signs are leaning up to it. Like people were buying our cars right away and stuff. And we were just like hoping that something would happen so quickly, you know, just to get us into a different life situation that was going to be better for us as a family. So yeah, it just really happened really quick. So we knew that that was the right thing to do and we haven't looked back since and we're so grateful that we made that decision. I got to imagine that there's going to be people listening to this. They're going to be like, Oh my gosh, that's like my life. I, I'm in <laughs> yeah. this perpetual yeah. <laughs> state of like on the uh, hamster wheel, so to speak. Uh, yeah. So yeah. you guys are sitting in the hot tub. Had you traveled to Costa Rica uh, previously? How did you pinpoint no, Costa Rica? Yeah. So that's a funny thing. Cause we were like, Hey, we want to go somewhere tropical for sure. We're sick of winter and all that stuff. We're like, Hey, where are we going to go? Should we go to Southeast Asia? Like, should we go to, you know, look at all the tropical places. And I was at work one day and I had a lady come in and she was looking at a used Honda CRV that we had for sale. And we start, I had a, a, a cork board of like travel photos where we went to like Dominican Republic and stuff. And they, um, it would get people talking about travel. Everybody loves travel and stuff like that. So she just started asking where they were and to go, like, oh, I just got back from Costa Rica and I met this guy from uh, the lower mainland of uh, British Columbia. He was from there and he moved to Costa Rica and he has two vacation rentals that he rents out and the rest of the time he just surfs. And that's why I started asking about Costa Rica. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, there's that sounds first. like a pretty darn good <laughs> yeah. life, I'd say. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I just started asking about Costa Rica and we did some more research. And then like a week later, I had another family come in looking at a van that we had for sale. And the, the guy had a Pura Vida shirt on. And I knew Pura Vida was Costa Rica because we've been doing the research. So I start talking to them and then they're like, oh, we love Costa Rica. We go every year and my uh, stepbrother's from there and all this stuff. So it was like all these signs of like mm -hmm. Costa Rica, Costa Rica. And, and then that's just kind of how we started researching it. And, and we honestly, we didn't even do that much research though. We're just like, okay, when we sell everything and it's just us and our two kids and 10 suitcases, 
we're in travel mode at this point we can go anywhere if we let's go let's just start with costa rica mm-hmm. travel the coastline because we have to be at the beach and we don't want anything to do with winter and we wanted the tropics and stuff like that but we're like we need to be on the beach so let's travel the pacific coast if for some reason we hate it what's the worst case scenario we go and we try another country yeah, and we just keep finding other country you know trying different countries until something really resonates with us and clicks and says this is home you know so so yeah we had never never traveled here we just kind of went went with our research and we were just like wandering nomads yeah (laughs) have you guys tried you guys traveled um extensively like the other countries before that or was this kind of like a big first just out of curiosity because i think a lot of people are would be listening to this and kind of dreaming about doing this also but they're probably like ah but i've never really traveled as much before i don't know i I don't speak spanish like how how was your guys' travel experience before making this move i had been to mexico a few times in my teenage years and in my early 20s so that's kind of all i knew for that um as far as travel i went down the oregon coast with my family when i was younger and stuff too but i didn't do anything really extensive other than the odd family Mexico trip and mm-hmm. um and then Chris and I we took a very late honeymoon once our kids were a little bit older and could be looked after by our parents and stuff so we went for three weeks to the Dominican Republic nice. and we loved it there but we kind of did a little bit more of the all-inclusive yeah so thing. yeah with with that trip well in 2006 just before we got together I'd gone to Thailand for two months and just did backpacking around there so that was kind of mm-hmm. my big adventure and travel and i love that like just kind of not knowing where you're going to stay where uh you know what beach you're going to go to and stuff like that and so, you had never been anywhere before that well other than like with my grandparents to visit yeah that's, yes. that's oh, yeah that's, that was your <laughs> that was like, I was like that was like a jump i was like i was nervous to go on that trip to go to thailand because i'm like i have no idea what to expect yeah. i'm going to be eating like bugs and all this stuff i get there and there's like mcdonald's and all that stuff yeah. so it wasn't as scary as, it, as as i thought once i got there and then so with having that kind of travel background and I never really stayed, I never stayed in an all inclusive resort and Shana had. So when we did the Dominican Republic trip, we kind of did both. Like we stayed in all inclusives, but we traveled around the country. We took like the local buses and, mm-hmm. and things like that. So it was kind of like an ease into travel outside of all inclusives for Shana. And then it was more like, okay, I want to know kind of what all inclusives are like. Yeah. So that kind of gave us the uh the courage, I guess, to just to come to Costa Rica and kind of travel down using Airbnb to book the next day, like the week before or whatever. So And for yeah. me, like just I only kind of knew all inclusives and stuff from my parents taking me places like that where it was like, oh everything's all set up for you. But mm-hmm. so that's kind of why we did it in the Dominican was just to have that like that security of having a place that had everything and you could eat and drink whenever you wanted and but even yeah, it, it it still didn't feel right when we went to the Dominican. No. We're like, oh, we kind of feel like we're in jail here. Like we need <laughs> yeah. to get out. Like let's go see some more stuff. And like we want to interact more with the locals, you know, mm-hmm. not just the the people working at the hotel. But let's go walk up some random streets and yeah. you know, yeah, take the local bus and and get to know how the actual culture is. Yeah. Um. So then yeah, when we came down here, we're like, no, we're not doing it that way. We're definitely going to just stay in little like yeah, random Airbnbs and and really, really get a feel for, for what it's like to just be able to go out on your own and explore. Like so. real life. For sure. I feel like in the travel community, there's like sometimes a stigma against all-inclusives. And I love all-inclusives, but I also love kind of like the trips that you guys did. Like the, the just you just go. I just feel like yeah. when you make that trip, you need to know what you're going for. Like you're going to an all-inclusive yeah. to relax and not to worry about anything. You don't go there. Don't go to Cancun expecting to get engulfed in the Mexican culture. 
Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like it's a whole right? different trip, and they both have their pros and they both have their their cons. You, you know, do. You just it's just kind of what you what you feel like at the time, right? Like some people, and I I was like that too. I was just like, I just want to be catered to. I just want to <laughs> lay there and have a pool boy bring me drinks. Yeah, which know? isn't bad. Which isn't bad sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And that, and that's fine. You know, like there, there oh, might yeah. be a time in the future. We've talked about that. Oh, if ever we go on a cruise or something, we've never been on a cruise. Well, that'd be kind of cool just to be able to just have all the convenience. But um, it's it's nice for us personally to just be able to have the variety and change it up depending on how we're feeling. And that's one thing we want to do here in other countries, too, if we can, is to reach out to like all inclusives and, and mm-hmm. do videos on there because we are a family. A lot of families do want to have that kind of. Yeah, travel. definitely. Just sure. Just to like kind of promote them and and all more content for our channel just to show people like where they can stay and yeah that'd be great that'd be great and how how old were your boys when you guys uh, made the move down there they were six and nine six and nine and how has that transition been for them were they scared like you guys have made this decision and you're like hey we're going to costa rica they're like what i'd love to know like because like i'm assuming you guys flew into san jose you get off the airport there's all these people there like trying to get you to get their taxis like what are the kids thinking right right when you guys landed well first of all uh, yeah we actually we flew into liberia actually okay, because gotcha. it's closest to the pacific coast and and we didn't we the first place we were staying was in playa del coco and that's only 20 25 minutes from the airport so we flew into liberia but prior to the whole moving we had kind of like a build-up with them to the whole moving to costa rica where we kind of eased them into it we told them what our plan was and uh, started showing them some videos of like different wildlife in costa rica different things you can do how the jungle is, beaches, how the beaches yeah. and stuff like that. So we're just showing them little videos and stuff and being like, oh, would you guys want to live there? And of course, I mean, age six and nine, they don't really have too many personal relationships. <laughs> they're not, they're, they're, they're pretty, I think they're easy, more easy going at that age where you're not completely changing their whole life um, for the worst or anything like that, you know? Like it's not like when they're in their teenage years where they've really got that, emotional attachment to their friend yeah. or maybe they have a girlfriend or something like that and they're having to leave everybody and it's a very hard thing so because of the age it um it was perfect timing yeah. that way they were just kind of like yeah that would be cool and yeah oh we can do this we can do that and i mean it's love they, they loved where we lived and they did have friends of course and they liked their school and everything but um they started getting really excited about it the more we talked about it they go to school and they tell their friends and their teacher i'm moving to costa rica and then oh, teachers cool. call us and email us and be <laughs> like are you guys moving to costa rica or is they this just just, are your kids <laughs> like, they're like we don't want to call your kids liars but is this actually happening we're like yeah we actually are and um it actually got to the point where Jaden was so excited about it like a month before we moved that he's our oldest Jaden. um he's in grade four and he was getting so excited about it. he was talking about it so much in class and at school and just to his friends and stuff like that, that his teacher actually wrote in his report card that he talked too much about Costa Rica <laughs> and distracted the kids apparently <laughs> with all the things. Oh yeah, it gets everyone dreaming. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was report card worthy apparently. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, I think was, I put that in one of the videos, like a shot of the report card. That but yeah, so no, they, they, they honestly like, they just trusted us as their parents obviously. And they adapted so well, we landed, they were all excited you know they got to go on an airplane and stuff like that and uh we just took them yeah you know right to the beach at the minute we got here and just explored around and they're really easy going with travel like even now like we go to san jose and we're walking downtown san jose where it's super busy and they're just walking like it's just a normal 
town that they're used to, they've been to before and mm-hmm. it's super easy going with travel which nice, is nice. That's cool. on the flip side of the kids how are your parents on on hearing this news <laughs> <laughs> my honestly my uh my parents were well actually all yeah all, all of our parents, parents were like, yeah. supportive they're like they were kind of at first like oh why of course and this and that and what about this what about is that it dangerous and yeah and, uh, of course the normal worries parents would have but yeah after we kind of sh- showed them videos and explained to them they were really well on even before we kind of explained why we were doing it yeah. and like because they knew we sold all of our stuff they knew that financially we would be okay and we could make it work and we weren't going to be knocking on their door for any money or <laughs> so um but yeah they they were they understood actually my mom said to me she's like i wish i would have done that at your age too i just couldn't get your dad to you know <laughs> want to come along for the ride yeah. right so uh but yeah they were they were good they they understood and and now that we've been here for three years great they've uh come down and visited numerous times. And yeah, the only one that hasn't is my daddy. He's not much of a traveler. I don't think he's left Canada. He doesn't so. leave the couch. <laughs> yeah. yeah, other <laughs> than more, that's, that's yeah. yeah. Um, but, but yeah, my parents have been here and other family members as well. Yeah. And they've just looked at us and said, I get it. Yeah. I understand. Now you know? that we're established and, you know, we've got our, our property and that, that kind of thing. They're like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. like, well and with what's going on in the world right now of course yeah. too, they're looking at us like wow you guys were the smart ones mm-hmm. <laughs> like now we're stuck <laughs> what are we gonna do for sure know? um well yeah. fast forward a little bit so you guys you land you kind of get your your feet settled uh you know as far as where you're first at at that point you start kind of traveling around looking for like hey where in costa rica do we want to live yeah yeah that's that. That's exactly. So we, we picked Coco first because it was the closest to Liberia Airport and a lot of people do move to that area. Mm-hmm. So we just picked that first just to kind of get grounded and settled and get a feel for the country a bit. And then, yeah, we just continued traveling down uh, the Pacific coast. And we did about a week, almost, almost a, a week, week in each yeah. spot. Other than mm-hmm. Samra the first time, we were here for only three days or four days. So we were traveling down. We, we went to all these places that were recommended by people that new people that live there and stuff like that. And we didn't even hear about Samra until Shana's uncles uh, put us in contact with one of, one of someone he knows who lives here. So we, we ended up talking to him and he has an Airbnb. So we stayed with him and met him and he kind of showed us around the town and stuff like that. And then as soon as we drove in though, we're like, okay, this is exactly what we're envisioning in the hot tub with wine. <laughs> you drive in, there's like, <laughs> I don't mean to interrupt. It's just like, I, I can't even explain it. It was the craziest feeling. Like yeah. I've never felt that like, I was like, okay, I don't want to get too excited, but the minute, literally, the minute we came down the highway into mm-hmm. Samara and just looked around, we just we got this feeling like instant attachment. Like yeah. this place is beautiful. Like it, you can tell it's a community more so than just a tourist town. And it was, I don't know I felt it right yeah. away. <laughs> just the, the whole like the visual and the feel. As soon as we went into town that day get why people live here and stuff like that but at that same point we still we had told ourselves we want to travel down to at least like Uvita, Dominical, that area so we're like hey we'll we'll, we'll if we end up liking Samra we'll come back but we have to go south and to and, make sure there was nothing yeah. better out there and mm-hmm. right yeah that's great all of our options right yeah so yeah we ended up doing that and it's nice down there it's uh, it just wasn't what we were looking for so then we came back to Samra and that's what we Found a long-term rental. It was four days after being away from Samra that we both looked at each other. We're like, it's going to be Samra. Yeah. We could just tell. There was just, there's such a, this place is, it's such a special place. Everybody calls it the black hole of happiness. I mean, Costa Rica is awesome in general. The whole country, it's very diverse. Yeah. Um, But 
everybody comes here and they they don't leave yeah so there's a lot of families that live here and a lot of retirees that come come to salmon expats yeah. yeah so it's it's like it's a mix of uh locals uh retirees the families so it's kind of like a, a, a whole community it's not just like where coco is a lot of older retirees that are like they just want to party and stuff like mm-hmm. that but this is like everybody's just doing daily life stuff well a lot of places we went to it was like we almost felt like okay this is costa rica but it's just it's so touristy there was yeah. nothing but north americans and europeans yeah. all around us which is fine and we understand why people would want to come here and we're gonna have those people around us but samra this whole surrounding area and stuff is you still get those tourists and the expats and stuff but it's such a nice balance because you get like the local people, you know, the Ticos. They live here like their whole life, yeah. And mm-hmm. they just befriend you and yeah. they want you to, you know, feel welcome and be like you're part of the family and stuff. So you see them and they're always like, hola, and chat with them and stuff like that. So uh, you get to see more, definitely more local culture in this area. For That's sure. awesome. I have a question about the visa situation. Did you guys do any sort of different visa or are you guys doing the three, three months, cross the border for a couple of days and back? Yeah, we're still doing the tourist visa right now just because uh, residency is expensive. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's probably going to be like 10 grand or something. Ten, probably 10 to 12,000 for a family of four. Just because we have, we have to fly back to Canada, get a bunch of paperwork. So like gotcha. that's including that cost. It's not that much for everybody. So I don't want to scare anybody that's listening. No, it's, like, but oh, it's, it's lawyer, lawyer fees yeah. and the filing and all the paperwork on both ends and just mm-hmm. the time it takes. Yeah, and, it just, and it's nice because we're close to Nicaragua and Panama. We haven't been to Panama yet, but we've gone to Nicaragua. We've gone to Granada couple times and it's such yeah. a beautiful city it's very great colonial city yeah there. colonial, colonial city. Yeah. It's like yeah. we, we like crave going back there because it's such a cool city so yeah now is that still going on with uh covid or have they uh kind of changed the three-month timeline for you yeah or? yeah exactly so once once they close the border on May, or march 17th they've just keep extending the visa so right now it's up until uh, november 18th we don't have to, to leave oh, so nice. we, were to, we were supposed to go in may in may yeah. and then uh but they just keep extending it kept getting extended and we're like okay like no big deal we'll just go whenever we have to go so they it doesn't matter we don't feel like we're foreign here or anything because yeah and how long of a drive is that for you guys to cross the border it's three hours to get to the border and it takes about an hour to do the cross if you just do like the quick day one so Mm -hmm. um it's yeah it's it's a, a long day but it's not that bad just to go get a stamp and for people that aren't familiar with costa rica you know, where uh, you know describing where you guys actually live how would you we're we're on the pacific coast we're in the guanacani guanacaste province which is the northwestern province of the country okay and we're on there's a little the peninsula there is called the nicoya peninsula and we're probably about halfway down the peninsula or so okay and gotcha. yeah so it's it's an hour and 45 minutes to the liberia airport and then uh, so it's super close and and the roads are paved so it's not hard to get here <laughs> and uh like all nice smooth yeah. fresh pavement actually it's, yeah it's a beautiful drive yeah so yeah we're north northwest uh costa rica on the peninsula and it's actually called a blue zone so uh, we have the most most uh people that live the longest in in the country that live on this peninsula oh cool so that's, that's good it's, yeah. um, exactly. one of the five blue zones in the world and this whole nicoya peninsula especially samra and um Nosara and this whole area is the blue zone yeah. so there's a lot of different things that make up a blue zone and this is one of them so mm-hmm. just for health and yeah, water quality, that is, and, cool. quality and all yeah. that yeah so. definitely cool mm-hmm. and so you guys uh you found your city where you wanted to be at that point were you guys thinking the vacation rental talk to us a little bit about that process and then you can kind of describe your actual business as well yeah so we basically 
we knew coming to Costa Rica because we did a little bit of research before, obviously, like we're thinking, how are we going to make an income there? You know, we have a little bit of money to survive, but that's going to go quickly. Um, so what could we do in Costa Rica legally for work? And um, so we looked it up and it was like, you could either, you know, work online, of course, or you can legally start your own business. You just, you can't work for local Costa Ricans unless you're actually a citizen, mm-hmm. a resident. Citizen. Yeah, you you're not even a resident. Yeah. You have to be. Basically, they're per- protecting teachers' jobs. jobs. Yeah. yeah. And that's the great thing about yeah. Costa Rica. Yeah, they really, really protect that. their people and take care of their people. And, um, and they will put their people first over other people coming into the country. So we're like, okay, that's no problem. Um, let's look into starting some sort of a business. Like, what are we good at? What do we enjoy doing and stuff like that? I've always been in the hospitality industry with uh, working in some higher end restaurants and stuff like that. And both of us have done the customer service thing. And um, we thought, okay, well, maybe if we bought buy land and we we wanted to do the shipping container thing. Uh, We thought about that actually before we moved down, building our house out of um, shipping containers. And it just kind of, dawned on us like you know what like if we bought a big enough property that we could have our home have a yard space and then we could build maybe like start with two individual shipping containers we could rent those out on airbnb as short-term vacation rentals for people or we do long-term in low season but in high season we could do that and if we did it for such and such amount you know a fair amount um uh, depending on the season we could have people come and stay we could use our hospitality and customer service and stuff to provide them with a great experience and have them come and stay in our rentals. We're, we're super close to the beach. We're only in a 10 minute walk. So we found the prime piece of land and uh, built our home. And then we started working on the containers at, or the, sorry, we started working on the rentals and um, yeah, it just kind of all fell into place. Yeah. We, yeah. We wanted to working for Toyota. We know what a good product is. So we wanted to create that same experience for our clients that we did yeah. there. So we like, that's why we like, did like absolutely everything we could to make everybody stay like perfect here as well as like how we built the containers, uh, cleanliness, uh, you know, we we sealed every little crack and hole. Yeah. You guys have some great videos on that. Insects. And yeah, we, we actually documented the whole build of our place and now we're doing the documentation of our, of our uh, friend's house, which they could, everyone can see on our channel. Um, for building their container homes so but yeah we That's were cool. uh, we thought oh that'd be cool because we'll have people from all over the world that'll contact us um whether it's they just find us on youtube or they just look us up on airbnb or whatever um we'll be able to meet so many different people yeah. and host them here yeah. and like mm-hmm. we can you know we have them stay with us but we also can set them up with excursions we can help with their transportation um and a lot of people will come because they're kind of thinking of doing the same thing so they're like oh perfect you know we go stay in these awesome shipping container vacation rentals, which are, you know, unique and something kind of cool. Right. And we can sit down with Chris and Shana and, um, you know, get some advice on life in Costa Rica and what to do around the area and stuff like that. So it's actually, you know, something we're doing for ourselves. That is like a dream. It's very enjoyable. Yeah, like we love cool. it. We love having people come and go. We've met like in just two years of having the rentals, we've met so many amazing people, people that are just waiting to come back and, um, it's just, yeah, we, we, every time people are here, we look forward to it every day, you know? So how was the process of purchasing land? Was that easy or was that difficult? And then also putting up the shipping containers, was there, like, I'm just thinking of the U.S., I don't know if Canada would be the same too, the amount of building codes, requirements, yeah, yeah, totally. paying the city officials, all <laughs> these things you'd have to do. Was it, was it a whole lot easier there? Yeah, it was. Um, first thing, when you're buying land, uh, 
in any foreign country or even your own country, you got to have a good lawyer. Mm-hmm. So that's what we, we did. We, we talked to a lot of people in the area and asked their opinion on who's a good lawyer. And we have a really good lawyer in town. So we uh, find the land was easy because of that, because of having a good lawyer. So, um, and then as far as doing the, the build, um, again, the lawyer, our lawyer helped us with the permits and all that stuff too. So again, find a good lawyer that's going to help yeah. you with everything. And it's because they aren't built into the ground. It is a bit of a different permit because it, it technically could be moved. Gotcha, um, gotcha. So it wasn't super hard to, to get a permit. Uh, I, I just had to give the drawing. You didn't have to have an architect. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a pretty simple process. And then I think the hardest thing was just trying to, to get them down the easement where we live because of the big trucks. That was, mm-hmm. that was probably the hardest part. And is it on yeah, septic it tanks? Oh, sorry. Is it on septic tanks or um, any connected to city sewers or yeah, well? How'd you guys figure all that out? It's all septic here. So uh, luckily enough, we have a great contractor. He, he actually learned from a guy that was from Canada. So he knows like Canadian code from, it's not like current Canadian code, but it's still Canadian code as far as building goes. Uh-huh. Standard, so yeah. like we were, uh, he was working on the septic and we were, Shana's mom was here and she was staying at another hotel. And we were there and the owner of the hotel was like, oh, make sure he does like a baffle system in the septic tank. We're like, oh, okay. So like right afterwards I come and I talk to Leo and I'm like, oh, how are you doing this? And he starts explaining it to you. And it's exactly a baffle system. Like, oh, you already thought of that. I got it. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to ask you any more questions. Yeah. You just do what you do. And yeah. <laughs> if I see something, I'll let you know. So, um, but yeah, septic. And then uh, it's all city water or I guess town water. Yeah. This valley water, which is, which is uh, good. You do pay. It's not much. Um, but we could actually put a well in here because we have such such uh, high water high table. Water, yeah, I bet. yeah. And as far as the uh, kind of cost equivalent of going, you know, with a more traditional build versus the shipping containers, is there a big saving there, or is it just a unique way to build? What's that look like? Yeah, there is a savings about half half the price because your structure is already there, so it's you're not having. You're a, just basically framing it out. Yeah, you're framing it out, cutting it out. Um, yeah, so it's it's about half. I mean, it can be more depending on if you want to put granite countertops in or all the finishing. All the, yeah, when it comes to your finishings, that's where it's going to jump up. But as far as the actual structure and getting like the drywall and all that stuff, it's it's half the cost of a traditional. Oh, have you heard of like people that will buy containers at the Panama Canal not knowing what's in it and then sell things? That could be like a dual purpose. Like, yeah, buy a container not knowing what's in there, have it shipped up there. Then you get like the grand opening and you're like, oh, it's 5,000 Beanie Babies or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> sounds, sounds like a TV show. Yeah. That could be a new hobby. <laughs> yeah, it's like the, yeah. like the storage wars, but it's container exactly. wars. I had a question too about just people coming down there. Have you guys noticed with the videos you're doing that there's a little bit of a cool kind of, I don't want to make this seem a, a weird way, but kind of a celebrity aspect. Like, do people like want to get their picture taken with you because they're like, "Hey, like we stayed at their place." Like, is there a little bit of that's happened from it? There is a lot of that. A lot of that. Uh, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. It has been crazy. It's in a good way, yeah. but there, like, there's been some weird stories. <laughs> we have stories, and we would not have even enough time today or even all of tomorrow to tell we're, you we're actually talking about doing a video of just like telling the funny just stories, funny stories and, yeah. and we could like act out the skits and stuff pretty crazy i would say um a little bit overbearing yeah, situations some, yeah. that have happened mm-hmm. um but at the same time we've had some really yeah some really good things like especially in high season when yeah. all the tourists and stuff are here like we're just walking around downtown and oh i watch your videos yeah. oh can i talk to you can yeah, I get a yeah. Picture? We've had so, pictures yeah there is cool. a little bit of a, a celebrity a status that's cool 
And we've had people um, like the current container home build that we're doing right now. California, they were actually our first guests in our Seacasa uh, vacation rental in our first one that we built. And um, they moved down here because of our videos and because yeah. of us, they came to stay, they fell in love with the area. They fell in love with us. <laughs> they, um, they said, you know what, this is something we want to do. We could retire down here and have you guys build us a container home. It was just, yeah, it, it basically uh, made their dreams come true and made it so that they could retire sooner. And, and yeah. uh, now they're here. So yeah, I, it's, it, we've had a, like a lot of people like we, we were in Liberia one time or two times and people were like, Oh, we watch your videos. Like that's two hours away. Right. So it's cool that it's making an impact to like people's lives to that point that they're moving down and changing their life and following their dreams. I got to give you an example though. Like okay. the, I'm just going to give you one. Okay? <laughs> so this was the most recent one. We were in um, the town next uh, or just 45 minutes away from us where we go to get a lot of necessities or things that we can't find in Samara sometimes. And we were standing, it was called, um, there's a grocery store here, it's called Pali, and it's actually a form of Walmart. Uh, but in, in Nicoya, it's called Maxi Pali, so it's like a large one, right? It's more like Walmart style. And uh, Chris, I was in the car, Chris was standing in the lineup, lineup because of the whole pandemic, only in a certain amount of people could go in at a time. So this is a big long lineup to get in, and all of a sudden he has this random couple come up to him and talk about, oh, I watch your videos and stuff and blah, blah, blah. And so he's having this little conversation and the wife says, so, and like, we don't know these people at all. Yeah. Right. She says, so can, do you think we could stop by your house sometime and take a look at your bathroom? Cause he liked the shower tile. And I was like, oh. whoa, we have, yeah. <laughs> I'm not, uh, <laughs> like, we are really nice friendly, open people, but yeah. I don't really know if I want you to come and take a look at our bathroom. Yeah. There is boundaries. Yeah. Um, and you, just, saw, you saw it on the video. Like, that's good enough. Yeah, so, and that's There's what I was saying. I said, we have pictures, we have video. I told them where to buy the tile if they want to buy it, but I'm like, as far as using or coming to our house and looking in it's our not bathroom. a showroom yeah yeah we're yeah. not a showroom <laughs> yeah. yeah we there still this is a, a form of 2020 model it's form yeah of, uh, <laughs> privacy private life you know yeah. still this is our property this is where we you know we have our family it yes it is a business at the same time but we also respect the privacy of our guests yeah we get lots of people yeah. a lot of people ask can we come have a tour and you know can we stop by and it's like no because we do have paying clients and we respect their privacy mm -hmm. and yeah bring people yeah, in and show them the property, right? Yeah, it's a good thing you brought that up because I didn't ever think about that, but you guys are so open in your videos of bring people into your life. Yeah. Sometimes there's that boundary where people need to realize like, this is what we're doing to show you our life, but it doesn't mean that you just show up, you yeah. know? And, well, and yes. that's the thing. And I think, I think we kind of expect people to just automatically know what boundaries are and to respect those of other people's, but it's crazy. There are a lot of people that don't. Yeah. And we just kind of have to filter, you know, filter those people out sometimes and be like, look, like, no, this isn't okay. You yeah, we, we haven't had anything negative happen. It's just some of the weird stuff. And a lot of it's been positive. Like, we'll be in town and we end up meeting people and become friends with them. Like, the, our one mm -hmm. friend, Manny, he's, we, he's been coming to Samra for years and we didn't know him or anything like that. And we went to one of the restaurants and he comes running up to, he's like, oh my God, I can't believe it's you guys. <laughs> you, you guys like get me stoked when I'm back in the States and not here. And he's like, can I get a picture with you? And now we're like, we're good friends with Manny. He's actually wanting to move down. So it's like, we have met a lot of friends that way, which is awesome to, to, to be able to meet people like that. And it's helped with our business with, uh, with, with, Oh, vacation. I'm sure. Yeah. Like yeah, a lot yeah, of people like watch him and they're like, Oh, we're coming down. Like for sure. We're going to stay with you guys. So that's cool. Yeah, there's a, uh, yeah. And then we've had randomly too, and not that it's about money, but one guy walked up to us one night when oh, we yeah. were leaving dinner. 
we're just walking down the street to our car and he's like, uh, he just stops us and stuff and hands us a hundred bucks. He's like, here's a hundred dollars towards your YouTube channel. To help you make videos and stuff like that or buy oh, some more cool. equipment or something like that. And we're like, I'm like, no, 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 Super it's okay. Nice. Yeah, I don't like, wanna... no, no, you don't need to do that. He's like, no, no, I, I appreciate your videos. Like, take it. Like, I keep, right. I, I've been watching them the That's whole time. Awesome. I want to yeah. contribute. So yeah, a little, there's, there's a lot of positive as well, but there are some, yeah, it's some pretty crazy yeah. situations. <laughs> I could see though, you know, cause one thing, like when you go to like a bigger resort, you go to the Marriott or something like that, like you, you, like as an American or Canadian, you feel safe going there, right? Because mm-hmm. you know, it's this established place. And I think a lot of times you have people who will travel that don't feel as safe just yeah. going and looking for a, a, a small little spot. The one thing that's nice about you guys in your video is I feel like they can trust you because they've already built that relationship with you. And not yeah. only can they trust you, they can trust your recommendations. Like they know if they go stay with you guys, that they're going to be safe. And the recommendations you guys are going to have is not like, once again, like if you were to all inclusive, you guys have probably seen like the guy who's selling tickets for the Coco Bongo Club because he's getting the yeah, yeah. club. So like they know that it's not the same deal with you guys. You guys are sharing what you really honestly do and what the best things are to do. And they know that there's that honesty from you guys from that. And exactly. Not, yeah. We have a lot of people that are like, I feel like we're already friends or I feel yeah. like we already know you guys and stuff. And that's how we want it to be. Right. And we want to, we do genuinely want to help people. We want people to come and stay or, or, you know, or us to answer questions for them and feel comfortable in this country. Cause a lot of people, if they haven't been here, yeah. they think, Oh, Costa Rica, third world country. It's so unsafe and dangerous. And, all this kind of stuff it's not like it's we've yeah, never that, felt more safe anywhere yeah. else talk about that real quick just so people know the 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 misconception of safety or unsafeness in costa rica well yeah like there's always every area of any place you go that's going to have its unsafe part so if you're in the capital city of san jose and you're going to walk down a back alley or something well yeah mm-hmm. something unsafe might happen to you especially at night uh, you know you just avoid those areas and stuff like that but in general this country is known for safety we're here with two young kids, you know, and we walk around even summer at nighttime and we go out and we do things and never have felt threatened, never felt threatened in any of the areas. But if you're looking for trouble, you're going to find trouble. Yeah, that's, that's, that's just travel in general. If you, that's anywhere. That, yeah. I mean, we honestly, yeah. we didn't feel safe in Kelowna, British yeah. Columbia. Yeah. We, yeah. we honestly didn't. We, would never, we wouldn't go. Yeah. Yeah. We wouldn't go. I, I worked downtown late at night until 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock in a restaurant. I felt unsafe walking out to my car sometimes because of yeah. people that were out on the streets yeah. and stuff, right? So we have a place here in the U.S. called Chicago. That's yeah, you've heard of that place. But yeah, here it's um, not just because I mean we are in a smaller beach town community and stuff like that. Everyone really looks out for each other yeah. here. But the other areas we found too, it's like the Costa Rican people are very protective of their country. And uh, they want tourism here. They want people to live here. They want people to visit. Um, they want, yeah, they want to just create that feeling of, of safety for people so that people stay, you know, they don't want it. Yeah. They want to have a good reputation for the country. They're, and, they're very, very happy people here. Like, yeah, Costa Ricans are very happy. We, we went up to Ohancha in our last video up in the mountains. And every time we drove by someone on a motorcycle, they wave at us. Like they're just like stoked that there was yeah. people that were going into this other little town to go have lunch or whatever and spend yeah, money there. That's awesome. so they're just very, very friendly and, and, uh, and it's, inviting. It's just not natural for them to be like, they're peaceful people here. Like the Costa Ricans in general, it's not natural for them to like, you know, want to be at war or fight. I mean, with the Costa mm. Rica doesn't even have an army, right? Yeah, it's it's awesome. a peaceful yeah. country, right? So they, um, yeah, they want to preserve that. And people walk around, like I said, with their kids, with their babies, with 
by themselves and yeah. stuff like that. You know, you just don't want to go somewhere, obviously, in the dark by yourself or on the beach by yourself at certain times or in mm. the city at certain areas. And that's, but... that's just what we tell people. I mean, having a YouTube channel, we can't say, come down and safe, do whatever you want, because then be like, oh, well, you told us we can do whatever we want. We just tell yeah. people, just like, use your common sense. Like, don't go on the beach in the middle of the night. Don't, you know, mm -hmm. do this, don't do that. Just do what you would normally do at home. And yeah. Because you never know. Every day is different. Yeah. 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 So I, I when I was I've been to Costa Rica twice, and when I was there the first time was a long time ago, and we had a little problem with some petty theft. But I think back, and I was like, "But we're also 21 years old, and we're out drinking a lot and going yeah. to bars and this stuff." And I think yeah. like it's just like in the U.S. Like if you're in San Diego and you're out drinking a bunch and being loud, like those are the type of people that usually are key for someone who wants to do some petty theft stuff like you know just yeah. steal little things you know steal a wallet or steal some uh, your phone or steal things like that just yeah. being dumb once again it's just all about just being smart and not putting yourself in those situations so i got what we kind of uh, and I'll, you guys have been super gracious with your time and i don't want to take up a ton of it but i do have one kind of um final question because i know there's a lot of people out there that probably want to know as we've seen governments kind of react to our current pandemic situation all around the world what has it been like, you know, for you guys during this time living in Costa Rica with COVID and can you describe some of the measures that Costa Rica has taken and also, you know, just what the whole experience has been like for you guys? Yeah, so the government here has been uh, very fair to tourists. I mean, allowing us to stay in the country and not having, not making us leave, um, giving us that extension on our visa. So, I mean, they obviously want to keep tourists here because it helps their economy as well. Um, but yeah, in the beginning, um, when they first kind of shut it down, they they kind of made everybody kind of stay home, I guess, for the first week or two. Um, grocery stores were still open. Um, and then they put into uh, play uh, driving restrictions, which they still have right now. And um, they really had it under control. And I think because of that, a lot of people were starting to go hang out and, and that stuff. So now kind of the numbers are rising again quite a bit. And so they're putting a lot more restrictions in, like they're making different zones. So there's like a yellow zone, which is just like normal restrictions that they have. And then there's orange zones, which we just became, but I think they kind of did it just because it's uh, Guanacaste day, which is the provincial uh, celebration for when Guanacaste became part of Costa Rica. Mm. So I think a lot of people think they put it into play in this area just to prevent people from partying and hanging out and spreading it around. Um, and they're, they're mandating masks right now, which, uh, we don't agree with. I mean, I'd rather breathe oxygen than, than have yeah. to wear a mask everywhere. We're on the same yeah, page. No, no worries. We're, we're on the same page here. So <laughs> we're all good there. Yeah, we're, like, like, we're like, we were being forced to do something <laughs> yeah. that we actually don't. It's, it's like just that whole to... mandating and that forcefulness and stuff, but we're feeling that here, but we weren't feeling that in the beginning. In the beginning. It kind of, I feel like it kind of flip-flopped. Yeah. Like we went through, like when the rest of the world was, or other like Italy and places in Europe and stuff like that. And then in, in North America as well, when all the craziness really broke out, everything was really mild here. Yeah, like nothing right. like, Oh, like, you know, hopefully it doesn't come here and get crazy. There's like a hundred cases. And now mm -hmm. things have mellowed out in some other countries. Um, and then here it's getting a little bit more. So we're just kind of waiting for this more hectic, crazy part of it to kind of come to an yeah. end mm -hmm. so that we can get on with life and have things go back to, you know. Yeah. Cause has there been a, hopefully. has there been a dip in, in, in reservations because of this, yeah. right? Cause you're not oh, getting yeah. Americans. Nobody, people yeah. can't even get into yeah. the country. The borders yeah. closed 
course, they're going to be opening the border, expected to open the border August 1st, but only to select countries. So sometime this week, they're going to announce which countries those are. From what we've heard, it's going to be countries that have um, the pandemic a little bit more under control, like Canada, uh, Europe, probably not the US, unfortunately, right now. Um, which is too bad. Uh, we have a lot of people that want to come and stay with us from the yeah, US. We actually have some bookings yeah. Yeah. Uh, for in September and October from people from the US uh, that we're hoping don't have to cancel. Uh, but yeah, so we're waiting to hear on that. Um, also, I just not to interrupt you, but I wanted to go back to, to how the government is you know, not just taking care of us as tourists by letting us stay. Um, they're taking care of their own people. They're, yeah. they're paying, you know, paying them. They're giving their local people money each week or each month i'm not sure i don't know if that's often. still going on they were doing that in the beginning they were but um the government actually him or the sorry the president himself actually gave up some of his wage yeah, to help out the local people wow that's cool 15 percent of his salary he's he's given up so that they can, they can budget otherwise yeah other ways and then a lot of the people that are higher up in the government they've done the same thing as well what, what's and, the and, driving restrictions that you guys have so in it was from like Certain days, depending on what your license plate number ends in, you can't drive. So like one day of the week, like we're, I think today, we're, today, today we can't drive. <laughs> That's why we picked Tuesday to do this. We can't go anywhere. So yeah. might as well hang out and talk to you guys. Um, so yeah, today we can't drive. So depending on when, what your number ends in, those days you can't drive. And then on the weekend, uh, Saturdays are even numbers can't drive and Sunday odd numbers can't drive. And then they limit uh, no night driving. So you can't drive between the certain hours at night. And then right now we're in orange zone. So we can only drive from 5 a.m. to 5 p.m. during the day and to go to like grocery stores or pharmacies. Yeah, just mm. essential yeah. places. Mm. Uh, they did change it a little bit like a few weeks ago when it wasn't orange zone that yeah. we were in. Um, it was you could drive until uh, 10 o'clock at yeah. night and then it went to 7 o'clock. So it keeps changing. It's like I, it's hard know, to keep up. <laughs> Costa Rica is doing a very good job of protecting the country from COVID and stuff like that. We get that, but it's it seems a it, bit extreme. So, but I think they're just trying to prevent people yeah. from the city from because that's where the, the epicenter Most of, of it is. The city, yeah. They're trying to prevent those people from coming to to the outlier. Well, that makes sense. Gotcha. Well, because everybody yeah. wants to come to the beach, right? Yeah. If they could, and that's they why they the And so the beach uh, is totally shut down too. No, it's open from uh, was it. 5, 5 till 9.30 in the morning. morning. Yeah. So 5 a.m. So morning spot. Okay. Yeah. And can you actually go in the water? Can they like you go surfing right now? Or? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah, you can go. It used to, they had it at 8 o'clock and then they finally extended it to 9.30. And then we're assuming, of course, I mean, if they're going to open the border to some tourism as of August 1st, they're going to have to open the beaches because mm -hmm. people aren't going to come on vacation if they can't go to the beach or they can only sure. go for three hours first thing in the morning, right? So I would think that they would either open them fully or maybe at least to lunchtime or, or that's what we're hoping. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Nice to go. Uh, but they're definitely uh, taking care of the country for sure. Doing a, a good job that way. They, they want tourism back, you know? So. Yeah. They, sure. When this first started because of what Nicaragua was doing, they weren't, they weren't doing the uh, social distancing and stuff in Nicaragua. Just, nobody really knows what they're doing. Um, <laughs> they, they put like way more patrol on that border because to stop people from coming across like uh, mm, illegally right yeah so no it's, it's it's good it's just getting a little annoying it's, it's a little long-winded it's been a little yeah, long but, uh, i'm sure it's the same for you guys yeah you oh for sure this, you know well you guys have been absolutely awesome uh i i feel like you've really 
painted a great picture of not only your journey, but some of, you know, if someone's listened to this and they want to like, Hey, maybe it's not Costa Rica, but maybe we do want to go live in some other country. This is what it'd be like. Yeah. Um, if people want to get in touch with you, can you share like your websites, uh, you know, whether that's your Airbnb or your YouTube channel, that way people can follow you and, uh, you know, say, Hey, we, we found you on my corner universe. Yeah, for sure. Our um, our business website for our vacation rentals, if anyone wants to come and stay and get a feel for this area and chat with us more, um, is www.ccasasamara, so S-E-A-C-A-S-A, samara.com. So yeah, ccasasamara.com, and they can go on our website, and our email address is on there. And then, of course, we have the YouTube Yeah, and then our YouTube channel is The Defrains. You can just search it up on there. I think the only channel that comes up on there. So yeah, if anybody wants to follow along with what we're doing here. And maybe spell out our last name. Watch, watch yeah, we can put it on the show notes. Yeah, we'll put, put it on the show notes. Down below, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's easier. Yeah. yeah. So if I you actually – spell it wrong. Yeah. I'd love to have you guys, if you could, just a real quick tip too for anyone who's yeah. been kind of kicking around the idea of what you guys did, you know, getting mm-hmm. out of the rat race, moving to Costa Rica or a different country. What would be a, a good tip or word of advice for them? Um, I, any, I think the tip for anybody that has some sort of dream is just don't be scared to, to go for it. You know, especially if you're younger, like our age, um, and it's a big life change like that. If it, if it goes sideways, you have that time to, to kind of get back into what you were doing and save up for retirement or whatever it happens to be. But, um, as far as moving, um, I, I would think- say, I would say if you're not, if it's, it's yeah. like anything else, if you're not a hundred percent about something, don't do it. But if you feel, you know, a hundred percent about something and you're like, this is where my heart's leading me and this is what I need to do. It's going to be better for my lifestyle, my family's lifestyle, um, things in general and stuff like that. Do it because you're going to kick yourself down the road. If you don't, you know, like this is the time while, while you're, you're feeling that motivation to make a change. Um, and it's, I don't know, for a lot of people, including us, it's the best thing that we could have ever done. And we don't look back. I mean, we would never go back into our old lifestyle or mm-hmm. anything like that. You couldn't, you'd have to take me and him yeah. out of here kicking and screaming. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. You've um, had the Pura Vida and uh, you're yeah. <laughs> yeah. not going to go, go back. back. Well, no. exactly. And you know what? Things do get, you know, we've got business and stuff like that. So things do get stressful yeah. here a little bit, but it's not the same type of stress. And you know, if, if, if we're going to be a little bit stressed out about something, I'd rather be stressed out here than back in Canada. You know, it's just a different, it's on a different level. Yes. There's easier ways to, you know, relax and kind of decompress and stuff when you're in a place like this, that's got better weather and beach and all that kind of stuff. So that does help for sure. And that's so. one thing that's not portrayed in our videos is like, everything's not perfect. We have things that happen right. to us too. Yeah, that's life. Yeah. You know, our car breaks down and it's going to be a thousand dollars. Like, oh, great. Like, that's out of our pocket now that we yeah. so life happens here yes it's still normal life so be if people are planning on moving down expect that normal life does happen but yeah our biggest tip is just like if you have a dream go for it just make it happen Great. and it was after, it. after only a few months of us being here we're like okay the vacation's over yeah. <laughs> 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 kind of in a jokey way right like it's like it's it still always kind of feels like vacation because it's the tropics and stuff and right. it's beautiful mm-hmm. here but like but yeah, no, it's, it's like, okay, like, yeah, this is real life. we got to pay bills. You know, we need to pay for our kids to go to school. And we need to do this. We need to do yeah, that. And everything yeah. takes hard work. I'm sure you guys know that with your podcast, as well as we know that with our YouTube channel. We're like, and oh, time. great. We're going to go yeah. travel Costa Rica with yeah. all these subscribers and start, you know, making all this money. It's not, it takes a lot of hard work and dedication for yeah. anything you do. So it's done. It's been like that for rentals. It's been like that for our YouTube channel. It's been just, you just persevere yeah. and yeah, you push just, through and you have a plan, stick with it and 
make it work. Don't give up on your dreams. No. Love it. Hey, well, thank you both so much for sharing your little corner of the universe with us. And um, definitely look forward to watching some more of your uh, daily vlogs because I personally really enjoy them. You guys do a great job. Next week, yeah. our pleasure yeah. uh, chatting with you guys and stuff. Thanks for having us. And you guys yeah. even come down to KSC Casa. I know. Shoot, I, I, <laughs> I, uh, I went the first time Costa Rica in 2003 and then came back in 2008. And I haven't been back since since I was married. So, you do. Yeah, it would do. It was, uh, I'm sure the country is a lot different since those days, too. Oh, yeah, it's changed a lot, even have in the guys, last three years. Have you guys gone to the Caribbean side very much? We haven't gone yet. So that's, that's, to, yeah. that's, that was a plan to go this October actually to the Caribbean side. So if everything's kind of opened up, then that's what we want to do. Nice. Yeah. yeah bucket list for Costa Rica travel. Sure. I like it. I was going to oh, say, we, uh, you talked about, you talked about Panama cause we had, we crossed over to Boca del Toro. It was definitely yeah. worth, nice. worth it. And then I actually preferred Coita better than uh, Puerto Viejo. Puerto Viejo yeah. was cool too, but Coita just had a cool national park, like, cool yeah. little town no. of course i don't know what it's like now but back in those days it was, it was yeah. pretty cool well, we'll go over film and you can see it <laughs> yeah yeah for sure we got it we still i mean we know we know costa rica quite a bit but there's still so much that we haven't yeah. traveled in the country and stuff so it's nice to hear from people that have been over on the other side and yeah. stuff like that. here are the good places to go it's, right? it's yeah it's just such a diverse country because the caribbean side is so like afro-cuban like you everyone's playing like bob marley and it's just a whole yeah. different feel versus the kind of latin feel of the pacific side it's, it's, it's just crazy and cool to see the total different variations in the country and yeah. only like an eight hour drive it's crazy yeah. from yeah. one end of the country wow. to the other in like eight yeah, hours for sure <laughs> yeah. awesome well hey right, we'll guys, let you guys you. go thanks so much Really yeah, thank, thank you guys. guys. Nice to meet day. you. And yeah, likewise. All right. All right. Take care. Take care. Bye. Bye. If you liked today's episode, you can find more information at mycorneroftheuniverse.com. And don't forget to subscribe. Thank you.